welcome to the 438th episode of Travel It Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my friend and co-host, Mariella Nugent-Lee, and this is the 10th season of Travel It Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality. From authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists, if it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Village Radio. And on this Veterans Day show, we are very honored to promote the USS Midway Museum, a floating museum that has become the leading attraction in San Diego. And with us to talk about it is Director of Marketing, David Kuntz, who is a former Navy commander, retired. He was a pilot and a public affairs officer in the Navy. Welcome, David, to Travelers Radio. Well, thank you guys very much, and happy Veterans Day to you. And I greatly appreciate you having the Midway on the program. Well, we love having you. And the USS Midway was the longest-serving American aircraft carrier of the 20th century. When did she serve, and did she see combat? Yeah, you're right. She was the longest-serving carrier. She served 47 years from 1945, actually commissioned right after, a week after the end, official end of World War II, and she served until 1992. Uh, she saw some combat deployments in the mid-60s, as well as uh, from 1971 to 73 to, in Vietnam. Uh, in fact, the first planes that shot down enemy MiGs over Vietnam were from the deck of the Midway in 1965, and the last enemy MiG shot down over Vietnam was in 1973, also from the deck of the Midway. Um, and she was also the lead carrier in the Persian Gulf during Operation Desert Storm, so she controlled uh, all the naval aviation um, uh, warfare combat operations from the ship, from the deck of the Midway. David, why was the Midway retired, and when did she become a museum? Yeah, well, all ships um, are decommissioned sort of when they get to the end of their planned service life or, or when they become obsolete. Uh, the Midway served for 47 years, which is an incredibly long time. Uh, so uh, she was, um, as I said, mentioned, served for 47 years. And the Navy at the time was really building towards an all-nuclear-powered aircraft carrier force. And so the Midway was commissioned, uh, decommissioned, I'm sorry, in, in April of 1992. And then the nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, the USS George Washington, she came online and was commissioned just a few months later in July of 1992. So in essence, uh, the Midway was replaced uh, as, the number, as one of the numbers in the Navy's carrier fleet by the George Washington. And the Midway is obviously popular. It's rated California's best tourist attraction by TimeMagazine.com, fifth most popular museum of any kind in the country, and the 22nd most popular museum in the world. Now, what makes the Midway such a big hit? Uh, well, there's a lot of things, and also let's not forget uh, for your viewers there that or your listeners that the Midway is also the top-rated thing to do in San Diego uh, by TripAdvisor, mm. and the and the Midway is actually more than just a museum. We're kind of a bit of a hybrid between a museum and an attraction, so we're not just that uh, sort of stereotypical static experience that you think of when you go to the museum. You know, a visit to the Midway is a tremendously new, unique experience. There's only a handful of aircraft carrier museums around the country, so not only do our guests uh, that 
come on board, get a chance to see the 30 uh, brilliantly restored military aircraft that span actually more than 85 years of naval aviation history. But we also let our visitors experience what it's like to be a Navy pilot through our full motion simulators and our virtual reality experiences that we have down in our hangar bay. Um, the, the, we also have what's called the Battle of Midway Theater and a self-guided audio tour in six languages. And I, what I think really sets uh, the Midway apart uh, from other museums and attractions are our volunteers. We have uh, approximately 700 volunteers on the Midway. Most of them um, are military veterans, and many of them actually previously served right here on the Midway when they were on active duty. And our volunteer docents, uh, which we position throughout the ship, share information and personal stories about their, you know, about their time in the Navy, what was like, you know, what was life like on the high seas, and it's always fun to talk to somebody who actually flew aircraft uh, that you see on the ship. So our volunteers, you know, they really make the Midway and naval aviation come to life, and they're truly the life's blood of the museum. So the experience you get when you visit the Midway is dynamic, it's educational and engaging, but all in all, it's just wrapped around fun for the entire family, regardless of your age. So, so we are just really a unique place to visit, and uh, it's a truly a, an engaging experience. Plus, we're sitting right on San Diego Bay. you got the best bay, view of the bay of anywhere in town. That's amazing. Is it true that you draw more than a million visitors a year? Yes, we do. Actually, uh, pre-pandemic, the Midway averaged more than a million guests annually. And, you know, we're not completely out of the woods yet, uh, but our visitation trends continue to improve and, and are moving in a positive direction. So we hope that continues. Uh, we're also really excited that uh, here just over the last couple of months, we've been able to start uh, doing special events on the Midway. Uh, prior to uh, COVID-19, it was not unusual for us to support nearly 700 events every year, which when you look at that, it probably adds another maybe a couple hundred thousand guests to our, our visitation. So, so when you look at the people that just come on board the ship as a, to, you know, as, as a visitor during the day and the folks that are participating in special events at night, you, we probably do uh, you know, maybe 1.2, 1.3 million a year on, on, on an average year. Ooh. So how much time should a visitor allow to take in the whole Midway experience? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, we're open from 10 a.m. to 5 a.m. every day, except Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and a quality visit, I think, um, can really take most of the t most of the day that you're here. Um, I think that gives our guests a chance to visit all the aircraft that we have on the flight deck and the hangar deck, as well as get down to what we call the below deck spaces, which is where you know, the, the, the galleys were, the berthing areas where the crew slept, uh, squadron ready rooms and, and other spaces that have all been wonderfully restored. So a full day uh, visit, I think, allows our guests to experience our, also experience our interactive activities, like I mentioned before, our simulators and our theaters and our virtual reality experiences. And actually this summer we just opened up a brand new restaurant. It's called Cafe 41. So you can take a little break in the middle of your day, have some lunch, and go back out and visit more things on the ship. So I think that it really can take take that five, six, maybe even seven hours uh, to get uh, everything that, you know, to be able to see everything that we have to offer. That's perfect. We're talking with David Kuntz about the USS Midway Museum. David, what kind of artifacts can a visitor see on board? We hear you have 10 acres of exhibits and 30 restored aircraft, Ooh. among other things. 
Yeah, we're just like a big farmer's field in uh, in Iowa. Um, I think if you total up all the, the spaces on the ship, and, you know, the flight deck, the hangar deck, and all our below deck spaces, there's probably close to about 10 acres. Uh, in fact, the flight deck itself is four acres. And, uh, um, you know, all of those areas can be visited by our ships. I think our, our primary exhibits are, of course, just the, the amazingly restored aircraft that we have that, that date from pre-World War II all the way up to, to aircraft that the Navy is still flying today. Um, and I think, as I mentioned before, we also have a variety of those interactive uh, activities that really bring the Midway to life. And the Midway's flight deck is enormous. Wasn't the Midway the longest aircraft carrier in the world? And does the flight deck still have planes parked on it? Yeah, like I mentioned, the Midway's flight deck is, is approximately four acres, or as, as we like to say when we were deployed overseas, four acres of uh, American sovereign territory um, that we could take mm -hmm. anywhere we wanted to. Um, but... Uh, um, uh, you know, when the Midway was commissioned in 1945, she became at that point the largest ship in the world. And that lasted for about 10 years until another carrier called the USS Forrestal was commissioned in 1955. And the Forrestal was uh, the first of what they called the Navy's supercarriers. Um, so the Midway had that distinction for about uh, about 10 years. She's just over 1,000 feet long. Um, and what's also interesting is the Midway actually was the first ship that was unable to fit through the Panama Canal. So all Navy carriers now, if they want to go from the Atlantic to the Pacific or vice versa, literally have to go all the way around South America. Wow. And is it possible and, and yes, for just visitors to question, we, into we, the cockpits <laughs> of the planes? Yeah, we do. Um, and as I should have mentioned also earlier, really, we've got about 25 restored aircraft that are up on the flight deck, and a few of them actually are such that our guests can climb in, into either the cockpit or like some of our helicopters and some of the cargo aircraft, they can crawl into those crew spaces in the back. And then we also have a number of, of static um, cockpit simulators that our guests can climb into. So you can get into the cockpit of a, a Vietnam-era F-8 Crusader, um, an E-2 Hawkeye, or you can actually uh, get into a, a cockpit simulator for the, you know, the world-famous uh, F-14 Comcat that was made famous uh, during the Top Gun movie back in the 80s. And, and I tell you, those, those, those types of uh, little cockpit simulators Simulators make great photo ops for our guests. And David, you mentioned this a while ago. Can visitors go below deck to see where sailors lived, worked, ate, and played? And what's that like? Yeah, they absolutely can. You know, over the past 17 years, the Midway was opened in, in 2004. Um, our restoration teams have just done an amazing job of restoring several dozen of those below-deck spaces. So, so our guests can go down and they visit the mess decks and the wardrooms where the crew ate, the birthing spaces where they slept as well as many of those operational spaces, like I think I mentioned the, the ready rooms, our engine, we have one of our engine rooms that's available for visitation, and a lot of other operational spaces. And then what we also do is we have our volunteer docents in many of these spaces to, to help our guests learn you know, what took place in those areas when the ship was an operational carrier. And again, our guests just find it really fascinating to, to not only be able to walk through these spaces that hundreds of thousands of sailors walked through you know, over the course of nearly five decades, but also having a chance to speak with our docents to find out you know, what 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 are, what are the cool stories that that took place in those spaces? Did you yourself actually serve on the Midway? No, I didn't. My uh, last aircraft carrier was the USS Constellation, which was actually based here in San Diego. Um, but while the Midway, um, we're so fortunate, it became a museum here in San Diego. Uh, my last carrier. Um, shortly after it was decommissioned, became what we called Razor Blades. So it was it was scrapped. Oh, so sorry, little, little tear there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, no, that's the normal Coons route for most the Navy USS ships. Midway Museum. <laughs> David, we'd also be curious to know whether the tour brings visitors to the bridge, the captain's 
cabin in the admiral's quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure do, actually. Uh, our guests not only get a chance to go to the bridge, the captain's cabins, and the admiral's cabins uh, that are inside what we call the ship's island, which is that large superstructure that sticks up above the flight deck, but our guests are also able to get into what's called the primary flight control area, or PryFly, um, which is the ship's aircraft control tower, as well as the, what's called the TFCC, or the Tactical Flag Command Center, which is an area where the Admiral staff actually uh, developed all the, all the operational plans for the carrier and the ships that were part of the carrier's battle group. So, yeah, they can get into those really cool areas, too. And you talked about a solid audio tour. How long does that take? And does it come in a variety of languages so that you can accommodate international visitors? Yeah, we really do have a uh, just a terrific, and it's actually an award-winning self-guided audio tour that's done in six languages, so English, Spanish, mm-hmm. French, German, uh, Japanese, and Chinese. And our audio tour, you know, it really um, helps bring the Midway's history to life and adds a, a bit of a personal touch uh, to what it's like to live inside a floating city like the Midway. Uh, I think the, the self-guided tour really can take as long or as little as you'd like, um, and you can see as much of the ship as you'd like. So the audio cassettes that you pick up when you enter the ship, um, they are actually activated at each of the exhibit. You put it up to a little uh, a little code there, and it, it activates and tells you about that specific exhibit. So there's no specific time that it takes to do the audio tour, uh, so it allows uh, allows our visitors to do it at their own pace. That's fantastic. And is it fair to say that more than 400 Navy ceremonies per year are still held on board? Uh, We're talking enlistments, retirements, memorials, and things like that. Yes, I I think that's very fair to say. You know, actually pre-pandemic, it wasn't unusual for the Midway to do, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 700 special events a year, with more of them being the smaller military, mostly Navy and Marine Corps-related ceremonies. Um, Following you know the terrorist attack on 9/11 uh, 20 years ago, security, as we all know, on the on the various bases, um, became very very tight, which made it a, a lot more difficult to hold some of those smaller ceremonies, you know, that people wanted to bring their family and their friends who weren't necessarily in the military. Um, so the midway, you know, being commissioned 17 or being uh, you know, opened as a mute- museum 17 years ago, uh, really quickly became the perfect location for those in the military to hold those types of enlistments and retirement ceremonies without the security concerns um, that went around trying to get their family and friends to be able to attend. So the Midway has really filled a void um, that was created because mm-hmm. of the security issues on the bases following the 9-11 attacks. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the Navy, doesn't the Midway host training programs for Navy SEALs, underwater demolition teams, Homeland Security, and even the San Diego Police and Fire Departments. Yes, we actually uh, have a very close working relationship with uh, the active duty military here in San Diego, mainly the the Marine Corps and the Navy, as well as a number of our first responder uh, commands like police and fire. Um, We're able to really provide them uh, a unique uh, training platform to conduct their training, or a unique platform to conduct that training. So... um, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know there will be mornings that I, I'm coming in, uh, coming onto the ship, and I'll see uh, a couple of dozen seals, you know, climbing up a ladder over the side of the ship as they're doing, you know, maritime interdiction, interdiction, <laughs> interdiction training, um, which is of course watching the seals do anything is always very impressive. Um, but uh, you know the, the Midway is is really proud that we're able to to help both the active duty uh, military as well as civilian law enforcement to do this training, and I think. Uh, 
I think my favorite training to watch is is, is when either the uh, the Navy Leapfrogs, the you know, you've heard of them, they're the precision parachute team, and the Army has a also has a precision parachute team called the Golden Knights, and a couple of times a year they conduct practice skydives right to the flight deck of the midway and uh you know talk about landing on a postage stamp uh when you're jumping out of a plane from you know four or five thousand feet it's really amazing to see they just they just nail it every time and uh, some of the times they're actually going to they conduct those training uh, exercises when the when the museum is open to guests so it's a really added benefit for the guests that are on board that ship that day watching four or five seals or or four or five army soldiers come out of nowhere and land right in the middle of the flight deck so and then they stick around and they answer questions and um it's it's a it's a really amazing sight to see mm. Uh, please talk a little about the Midway Speakers Bureau, which we understand serves not only schools but civic organizations. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we have had for quite some time a, a very active Speakers Bureau, and it's actually run by uh, members of our volunteer docent team. And I think they do just an outstanding job. They make uh, a variety of uh, presentations um, to groups that range from rotary clubs and any and other civic or organizations to schools, as you mentioned, to military groups and senior centers and, and you name it. Um, and there are really times that that the uh, Speakers Bureau team actually will make more than 150 uh, presentations uh, to groups every year. And, you know, kind of looking back when the pandemic hit, of course, all those uh, in-person presentations went away. Um, so what, what we did is we actually started doing those same presentations and talks um, virtually over Zoom. Um, and so after a few months of, of being closed, we actually, you know, sort of reinstituted the Speakers Bureau program all virtually. So they, you know, the, the team reached out to all the groups that they had spoken to previously to see if they'd be interested in doing something virtually, and, and many of them were. Um, so which really not only allowed us to continue to do presentations to groups right here in San Diego, but also actually allowed us to reach reach out of town. So we were doing presentations and to with with organizations in Arizona, Nevada, and Texas, and other states. So today, you know, even things open back up, we continue continue to do Zoom presentations where needed, especially when it's outside of town, as well as continue as well as you know we're back to doing in-person presentations right here in the local area in San Diego. So I would say that our speakers bureau is truly an outstanding extension for the Midway. We're talking with David Koontz about the USS Midway Museum. David, is there an orientation film on board that details the history of the USS Midway? Well, it's not so much an orientation film on the history of the Midway, but we do have a small, it's about an 80 to 90 seat theater uh, at the front of the hangar bay, the hangar deck, uh, that we have a, a, a truly amazing multimedia movie that's about the actual Battle of Midway back in 1942. Oh. And it's called The Voices of Midway, and it's about a 15 minute, um, like I said, multimedia, really immersive film. That, that tells the story of actually the most pivotal uh, naval battle in World War II in the Pacific. And that battle actually turned the tide in the war, even though it was early in the war. It really turned the tide because the Americans sunk four of the, the navies or four of the Japanese battle carriers. And so this, this, this um, movie actually lets people kind of relive that, that important battle through the eyes and the voices of the of the people that actually took pl you know, took part in that, and so it's extremely well done. 
Um, and as you guys know, the you know the USS Midway was named for the Battle of Midway. So we always feel that you know starting your visit to the Midway by watching that uh, quick 15-minute little mini documentary film is is a great way to start your visit to the museum. Oh, great. And we understand that the Midway Museum has numerous educational programs that help not only California high school students, but you're even hosting something called Midway University. Could you mm-hmm. explain what that is? Sure. We, um, uh, we're we really proud about our, our educational program, and it's really multifaceted. And, and so we've built this... Uh, uh, unique program uh, many years ago called Midway University, and it's one of San Diego's most popular and engaging hands-on curriculum programs that we have. Uh, but that's just one of the programs. We have several. We also have a, a field trip program that pre-pandemic, um, when the schools were in session, probably hosts, I don't know, probably in the neighborhood of about 50,000 students you know, from kindergarten all the way through the 12th grade. And we focus on math and science and history, social studies, and other other programs like that that are actually developed by educators here on the ship, and they meet you know fully the California's Department of Education content standards. So we're really proud about that. Um, and then, you know, similar to what we did with the Speakers Bureau, when schools were closed because of the pandemic, uh, our education team actually started a distance learning program via Zoom. And so the, you know, so the Midway actually brought the classroom, uh, the Midway classroom, if you want to call it that, to the teachers and their students through live broadcast. So we were able to conduct um, these programs that we did on the ship um, through Zoom with, with teachers and kids in their homes. And again, uh, where the program normally uh, was done with local San Diego kids, our education team was reaching out to teachers and students as far away as Louisiana. So they're going to continue to do that as well as we're you know, reinstituting a lot of the in-person programs that are here on the ship. So our ju- education program is, is just, just truly fantastic. You're listening to Traveler Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. We're on iTunes, blogtalkradio.com, and Facebook. Check out the archive show at your convenience. And we're talking tonight with David Koontz about the USS Midway Museum. David, we love the concept of the Little Skipper's Overnight Program. How does that work? Yeah, uh, that is truly a wonderful program, and, and we actually call it the Snooze Cruise. Uh, so it, it uh, takes place uh, with students. Uh, you know, it's a program that takes place with students and youth groups, and they actually stay overnight. And the cool thing is they're actually sleep, sleeping in the same bunks that the sailors slept in, you know, when the ship was, was in, on active duty. And this is a really incredible experience that, you know, that lets these kids and students uh, really feel what it was like to live life on an aircraft carrier. And I think what's kind of funny is sometimes I'm not sure who enjoys the experience more, if it's the kids themselves or it's their parents who are with them <laughs> as chaperones. They, it turns the parents into kids as much as the kids are kids. So it's not only a great experience for the kids, uh, but it's a great experience for their parents that are accompanying them. And you also run a unique Teach the Teacher program at the USS Midway mm-hmm. Museum. Can you share about that? Sure, yeah. Our, our, our summer focus is really on teaching the teachers. Uh, this is when, of course, the kids are out of school. And we do mm-hmm. that through what we call our Midway Institute for Teachers, or MIT. Um, and it really provides those teachers some outstanding um, professional development sources, uh, mainly for middle and high school teachers. And it really expands uh, their knowledge, uh, knowledge base on, on issues that are associated with the Cold War, Vietnam War, Korean War, World War II, 
um, which don't necessarily get a whole lot of attention in, in the types of curriculums that are developed today uh, for history mm-hmm. lessons. So it's a tremendously popular program. We see hundreds of teachers that participate this every summer. We did a little bit of that virtually last year, and uh, you know we'll be getting back to, to um, you know bringing those teachers back on board the on board the ship and doing it virtually where it's needed. So it's a really really well received program by teachers, and, and these are teachers from all over the country, not just here in San Diego. Now, what is the USS Midway Foundation, and how does that work? And does it include support services for veterans? Yeah, it sure does. It's an amazing program. Uh, The Midway Foundation is a separate nonprofit organization that is very, very closely aligned with the museum itself. Um, And the foundation is is focused in in two critical areas. One is... um, uh, the sustainability or the long-term sustainability, actually, of, of Midway Museum's educational programs. And they also have the Pillars of, of Freedom program that is designed, sort of as you alluded to in your question, to support organizations, most of them are right here in San Diego, that support those who defend uh, our freedoms abroad. And that's veterans, military, active-duty military, and civilian first responders. So the foundation actually uh, makes annual grants to organizations that support the active duty and the veterans and the first responders. And in fact, just uh, yesterday, actually, uh, we had our uh, Pillars of Freedom announcement, uh, grantee announcement program, and we, uh, we awarded more than $300,000 worth of grants to 12 support organizations, um, mainly, again, most of them here in San Diego, like the Armed Forces YMCA, the USO. Uh, we also made a grant to the San Diego Harbor Police Foundation. So uh, the foundation was started back in 2016, and we have made more than $2.7 million worth of grants to 50 organizations in that time. And these grants uh, do everything from helping uh, provide support services that include counseling, um, emergency assistance for family, um, uh, college scholarships. Uh, They tackle suicide prevention programs. And actually this year some of the uh, grants are going to go to some traumatic brain injury research up at UCLA. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a really, really great program. And and uh, along with the, you know the foundation's own uh, fundraising efforts, we also gracious, graciously accept donations, and donations can be made right through our website at uh, midway.org. Oh, thank you. That's great. We're talking with David Kuntz about the USS Midway Museum. And the Midway Museum has won many honors and awards. Could you mention some of them quickly? And time is running out, unfortunately. Sure. Well, the, the Midway, when it was a museum, won many uh, operational awards, but the museum itself has won a number of uh, uh, tourism industry-related awards. We were actually the first museum in the United States to receive, receive the Preserve America Presidential Award, and that award was uh, received in the, in the, at a ceremony in the Rose Garden, the White House, several years ago. We've also received a, a number of Museum Excellence Awards, and as well as a number of Best Museum Awards from a lot of the online travel agencies that we work with. And in fact, we won our, our latest Best uh, Museum Award just last year. Okay, tell us quickly about some of the TV shows and movies that have featured the USS Midway. Sure, tons. We've done filming for programs that have aired on Discovery, History, Travel Channel, The Food Network. We've done The Wheel of Fortune, Antiques Roadshow, American Idol, um, you name it. In fact, just this year we've, we did a sh- uh, program with ESPN. We did a Science Channel program, and we had a lot of fun with uh, You've probably heard of the Expedition Unknown program that's on the Discovery Channel. So we are still, we have been and continue to be a great, great location to film. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary Ellen, your question. How much do tickets cost, and are they timed? 
Actually, it's a, a visit to the Midway is, is an incredible value for the experience. Our tickets are for adults are only $26 and $18 for youth. Uh, and every day our active duty military and law enforcement uh, firefighter first responders can visit the museum for free. And is the Midway Museum open all year or does it close on certain holidays? Uh, we're open every day except for Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. And so, uh, you know, other than two days a year, we're open. And actually today we had a great day on Veterans Day. We uh, offered free admis- uh, admission to our veterans and their families, and we had more than 4,000 people walk the decks of the Midway today. And that's that's what truly makes us smile. Nice. We're talking with David Kuntz about the USS Midway Museum. And, David, since we're on a travel show, we need to know the best way to get there. Since you're in San Diego Harbor, can you come by train, automobile, or boat? Yes. Uh, yes to all of the above. Uh, we have parking right <laughs> here on the pier uh, where the Midway's moored, so you can drive in and park right in, right beside the ship. Uh, the train station's probably four or five blocks away. The airport's less than a mile away. Um, and there's just tons of marinas all over uh, of the bay, so you can get a boat in there. So, And, you know, if you're staying downtown on vacation or you're living downtown, you can actually walk to the museum. So we're tre- tremendously centrally located right on San Diego Bay in the heart of the city, and we're very, very easy to, to get to. And anybody that tries to make excuses that they can't get to the Midway, we don't buy it. <laughs> okay, your website real fast. Yes, it's uh, www.midway.org. And uh, it's a great website to find out everything about the ship. You can purchase your tickets online, and uh, or you can you can come up to the ship and, and buy it at our ticket booth right on Navy Pier. So it's, uh, okay. again, a Okay, our special guest tonight has been David Kuntz, Marketing Director of the USS Midway Museum. Thank you for being our guest on Travel Itch Radio. And that's it for this edition of Travel Itch. Next week, same time, same station, same writers, same announcers. In our last show of our 10th season, we'll go overseas and talk Hungary with travel writer Diane Dobry, don't miss her. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe.